Hello and welcome to The Other Side. I am your host, Meg Gluckman. This podcast is designed for moms who want to create a juicy, rich, lush life post-divorce, even while co-parenting with their ex. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am very happy to share with you this week an interview with a special guest. I've got Tommy Geary here with me. Welcome, Tommy. What's up, Meg? Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. Uh, Tommy, as you might have guessed, is not a divorced mom, um, but he's got a great topic that I really wanted to dive into. Um, Tommy and I got trained through the same coaching school. And so we have some uh, overlapping concepts that we both love a lot. And I was listening to Tommy's uh, podcast recently and heard an episode that I was like, my audience needs to hear this. This is such a great concept. And so I asked Tommy to come on and talk about it. But before we jump into that, Tommy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where do you live? Who do you live with? What's going on on your day? Tell us. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, thanks for having me, Meg. Appreciate being here. And um, yeah, the, the, the same school that we got certified in, we're in that Facebook community group where we kind of get to know each other a little bit. So it's cool to be here on your podcast. So thanks for having me. And yeah, for the listeners, I am a dad. I am a husband. I'm a son. I play all the roles and I do it as best as I can. And yeah, we live in Ohio. I have two daughters. So we adopted both of our daughters. One of them's five, the other one's five months old. So we got both of them in the house right now. And yeah, really the, the, thing you got to know about me is just that I'm, I don't know, a lot like my clients, a, a man that's normal and trying to be as best as he can be for his family and for his community and for, you know, my clients too, and my business. So that's, that's me in a nutshell. And maybe we'll dive into a little more details here and there as we talk. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about your podcast and, and who that's, directed towards and what you like to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, the Durable Dad podcast with Tommy Geary. That's the name of it. And a durable dad is really a man that has the intention to be his best self for his family. And on the podcast, I talk about different concepts that... I run into as a dad that my clients run into. And it's really for those guys that are high performers. They've done well in life. They have a great family. They have checked all the boxes. And it's like, now I'm a dad and I feel like I'm crushing it at work, but I'm not crushing it at home. And guys are working on their tempers and yelling at their kids or trying to get rid of their stress and their anxiety. And really the podcast talks about concepts. I think it normalizes for men what we're going through. I mean, I talk about our mindset and how our thoughts 
affect our lives, how our emotions, which a lot of dudes don't talk about or even feel like they don't have, we talk about our emotions and the different things that come up. And then also just some tips, right? Like what, what can you do to create better communication with your partner or how can you, uh, you know, I'm not a parenting coach, but it gets into like, what does connection look like with your kids? What are, you know, are you taking the time to understand what they need? And then it's, there's no line between being a family man and being a professional. It just, it all blends together these days. So a lot of the guys that I'll work with, they're corporate leaders or they're leaders in their own businesses. And the podcast will definitely weave in how some of our tendencies at home can fluctuate to at work and yeah, just kind of optimizing life. And it's, been cool. I don't know if that's too general of an explanation, but you know, I just recorded a podcast and it's about the nice guy syndrome, which is a topic that I'm uh, very fascinated with. I see it show up in my life and in my client's life. So, you know, I, the episodes are 10 to 20 minutes, quick hitting concepts to just give you some juices, something to chew on, something to talk to your wife about and, uh, yeah, become just a better man all around. Awesome. Awesome. Um, And I have listened to a few of them. And I must say that even not being a man myself, like the concepts and the way that you explain things is um, so easy to grasp. And so like connecting, you're connecting so many dots that, um, that I find it really helpful. So I think that there's a lot of, even if you're not a guy, uh, that there might be a lot to be gained from listening. And I also, it's interesting. I also cross that line of like, well, I'm not officially a parenting coach, right? But so much of what we talk about is a parent coach. Like I am coaching the parent on how to show up in their best way, right? Like in the way that they want, they feel proud of how they show up. They feel good at the end of the day about how they showed up. Um, And it sounds like you do kind of the similar kind of thing. We might not be dealing with, you know, certain challenging situations that come up with, you know, kid developmental dynamics or stuff like that. But how as a parent can we show up in, in the best way? Yeah, that's a good point. I I definitely am not going to try to diagnose their kid when they explain all the issues that are going on or how they're misbehaving. Uh, but I will, you know, as we coach, if there's some suggestions that have worked for me, right? Like being able to ask your kid questions and being able, you know, pointing out that when we're just trying to make our kid happy and we just want them to be successful, that like when we, when we go in there with that, we're a lot more likely to nag and push and tell them what to do. And, you know, can we just guide them and give them options and allow them to fail themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's what we can do. And, uh, but I, but I do like to disclaim, I'm not a parenting coach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's actually, that's a good little segue into the topic that I wanted to talk about because um, I asked Tommy on to talk about kind of making peace or, or getting, getting a new, vision or not, not vision, sorry, Um, taking a new perspective on our past. And I think sometimes 
unconsciously, we start to parent in a way that either is totally different from how we were parented in the past, or we're trying to replicate what, you know, we, we, how we were parented in the past. Um, tell me a little bit about what interests you, because you did a whole episode on kind of making peace with your past and kind of rewriting that story of your past. Why is that topic interesting to you? Like you said, a lot of the times it's subconscious mm-hmm. and bringing awareness to the facts of the, our past and labeling those as our facts and then separating out the story. It's important to me because our brains can have this tendency to just look at our past as it is the way it is and there's nothing I can do about it and I just got to move forward. And sometimes that's helpful if you're not, you know, I mean, complaining about your past or saying that your past was wrong or it was a mistake or I should have done things differently. Because when humans that, you know, are listening to these kinds of podcasts, right? If you're, if you're tuning into a podcast like this, you want to grow. You have a desire to grow, to be a better person for your family, to, you know, if you are divorced, learn how to co-parent better, learn how to help your kids sort through the divorce. If you're listening to these podcasts, you want to be better. And something that can get in our way is how we think about our past. So the topic's big for me because this is it's it's one of those awareness tools that help us start picking apart the obstacles that are stopping us from becoming who we want to be. So, you know, for a guy that's trying to have a better relationship with his wife, he might have this story about his past that he's not a good communicator and he's never been able to use his words in a way to describe how he's really feeling or what he's really thinking. And I'm stuck in my head too much. Mm -hmm. Those thoughts a lot of the time we'll just think they're facts. And if we just think that they're facts and that's the way it's always been, then that's the way it's always going to be. And it's in it's important for, you know, your question was why is it important to me? For you, for me, because you know, the guys that are listening to my podcast, I want them to be able to communicate better and they have it in them. Like they they can communicate how they're feeling. Like I used to not be able to either. And I've done enough of the work and studied and practiced enough to communicate my feelings better. And I don't do it all the time. Sometimes I get stuck in my head, but if we're only telling ourselves that we're not good at it, that it's not something that I can do. And in your relationships, you've never been able to communicate well. That every moment of your relationship up until right now, when you're listening to these words is your past. And if you're telling yourself that you've never been a good communicator, that's going to weigh on you now. And you're going to freeze up anytime you're in a conversation to speak and talk with your partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's that questioning of whether the, the version that we have or the, the way that we tell the story about our past, is it helping us now? Like, is it helpful for us going forward or do we need to choose 
choose a different interpretation of the past or a different way of retelling kind of what happened in the past. And I think that that like that's the first place for so many folks is just like you were saying, like recognizing that there's facts about the past that aren't going to change. Right. What what somebody else did, what somebody else said, the words that you said, the actions that you took, like those are the facts of the past. And there's like so many different ways to tell that story and how we tell that story determines. Well, you know what, this is a good segue <laughs> to your <laughs> analogy, because it determines whether the past is a weight on us or whether we we can lightly carry our past. So will you share that beautiful analogy that you came up with in your podcast? Yeah. And it was an analogy my wife and I kind of came up with together. And one thing I'll point out that you just said that's really uh, important is that not all of our stories about our past are negative and are impacting us negatively. There are helpful stories about our past. There are empowering things when we look to evidence of where we've succeeded or what we're good at. And um, so there are positive, helpful stories about our past and the negative ones we want to become aware of. And right. So the past can weigh us down. And I use this analogy of backcountry backpacking. So when I lived in Colorado, my wife and I lived in Colorado for like 15 years and we were big outdoors, like any time of the year, got outside and backpacking in the summer was like what we did. And we weren't super extreme backpackers, but we were into it enough where we knew the basics and the basics are that you plan ahead and that you carry as light of a load as possible. And when you're backpacking, you're planning a difficult journey. You're going to be exerting yourself. You're going to be up and down mountain passes and over different terrain, whatever it is, it's going to be a hard journey and kind of relate that to life. Like life is not easy. Life is difficult. We're going on a difficult journey. And when you're backpacking on this journey, you want to carry as light of a load as possible because you don't want to make it harder than it has to be. If you're carrying a heavy load, it's going to be harder to cross that creek. It's going to be harder to climb that mountain. So in backpacking, you know, there are different types of sleeping bags. There's, you know, the down sleeping bag that you can scrunch up really, really small and it's really, really light, or you can have one that's thicker and heavier. And there's different types of sleeping mats and you can spend a lot of money on the really light sleeping mats. And you're even going to plan out how much water to bring and how much food you're going to eat. You're not going to bring more than you need. The clothes, if you're out there for a week, you're not going to bring a different outfit for every day. You're just going to bring a couple to, you know, switch them out. Usually just two, right? Like one, two shirts, two pants, maybe even one pant, a couple pairs of socks to clean as you go and dry out, keep it light, right? You keep it light. You keep moving, you can move forward. And it's just like moving through life. And our past is that backpack, our past is that weight that we're carrying moving forward. And we just want to know, is it helpful weight that we're carrying or is it extra weight that we're carrying? And the helpful weight is going to 
come with us. And what we want to do is dump the unhelpful weight. So if you're, and, and I think the weight is a really good analogy because one of the stories we can tell ourselves about our past is that I messed up or I did it wrong and we'll have regret or we'll have shame for things that we did. And regret and shame actually feels heavy. If you're connecting with your emotions, or even if you've ever just said, it feels like I have the weight of the world on my shoulders, or it feels like someone's pressing in against my chest, like that is extra weight that we're creating with how we're thinking about our past and how we're thinking about, yeah, our past. So the goal in life is to take this journey that's going to be tough, but make it as easy on ourselves as possible. And it's so, yeah, that's my analogy. And we can probably allude back yeah. to it as we go. I love, I love it. And you know, I'm in the Pacific Northwest, so we have lots of backpackers that are listening. They get it. I want to, I want to circle back to one aspect of what you talked about, which is it is weight that we're dropping. It's not necessarily that we're trying to forget the entire story, right? So like, I love like the, the sleeping bag analogy, right? You're still going to bring a sleeping bag with you, no matter what, right? But you can bring one that weighs five pounds, or you can bring one that weighs 1.5 pounds, right? So that 1.5 one is going to be lighter on you and get you going further. You still need, like, that's still a part of what you pack. It's still what's, what's in your bag, right? So for my for my gals out there, you may have a story about what went wrong in the divorce, you know, and you're not going to totally forget the divorce story, right? That story is always it's always going to be a part of you. Like it was a significant event in your life. It was a transformational event. And we can choose the heavy sleeping bag or we can choose a much lighter one. We can choose a story that is more helpful to us going forward. And the other thing I wanted to point out was you mentioning regret and shame, and I would throw in their guilt as well, right? Um, to me, those are three like beautiful flags, like red flags that are coming up. If, if somebody is is feeling a lot of guilt or shame or regret about something, there's probably a story about their past that could be rewritten to be yeah. more helpful. And so, so because we, we don't need to go search. It's not like we have to scan our entire history to figure out, well, should I change this story? Should I change that story? No. Which, which ones do you still today feel some one of those emotions around or one of you know just like you're saying like just get the heaviness around even if you can't necessarily label it as I feel shame or I feel guilt or regret but if it just feels heavy on you okay that's that's a place where maybe it's time to try on a different story yeah and usually you have to look at the current story first you have mm -hmm. to kind of go in and look at the regret and name why you're regretting whatever happened. Like if it's in your relationship and you had a huge blowout fight that you remember that one moment where you shouldn't have 
done what you did or you look back and you're like, oh, I see how I neglected my family and I just cruised through life thinking that like everything was okay and I didn't need to change anything because everything was okay. And now you get to a point where you're getting divorced or you're separated and you're like, oh shit, I could have done things differently. And the, you don't have to like, you don't have to get to a spot where you're like, my past was perfect. That helped yeah. me so much. Like, thank God I got divorced. <laughs> don't like, we don't have to go there. That's not the extreme. Usually there's some type of forgiveness in there. And it's whether it's forgiving your partner or it's forgiving yourself. And I tell all my guys this, I'm actually teaching a course right now called stop losing your temper. And we just talked about this last night or it's Wednesday. Yeah. Last night, we don't forgive other people for the benefit of them. Like, mm -hmm. It's not like we're giving in to them. We forgive other people. So we feel better. So we lighten our load and you know, whether it's shame and guilt for yourself or like this, you're shaming someone else because you're telling them they messed up. They did everything wrong. They should have been better. We forgive them. So we lighten the load a little bit. And a cool thing that if we're talking about rewriting our story and if we stick with like going through a tough time in our relationship and there's something we've done that hurts or something that, or something we've done that we're ashamed of, that we're guilty of this one blow up, or I neglected my relationship. A cool exercise is picturing a buddy or a friend that has gone through the same thing. And they come up to you and they ask you like, Hey, Meg, I screwed up my marriage. I didn't behave the way I should have, I could have done better. And I really screwed up. You imagine that friend coming up to you. And what would you say to that friend? Would you tell him like, yeah, you did. You suck. Like you messed up <laughs> better. Like keep shaming yourself. Cause that's, you know, just dig yourself a hole and no, you might agree with them, right? Like, yeah, you could have done better. There are things that could have changed and maybe saved the relationship and you got your whole life ahead of you and you have this opportunity to keep growing and mm -hmm. learn from this. And that just goes back to like, we're not painting, we're not letting ourselves totally off the hook for what happened. And we're letting ourselves know that mistakes happen. People screw up and we can, and shoot. I mean, even just saying that right now, I can feel a little lighter in my body. Yeah. And uh, so that's the, yeah, I think shame and guilt, but total red flags, like you said, uh, for part of our past that needs to maybe get some attention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love what, what you said about just what can I learn from this? Like to me, that is the balm. That is that is the healing elixir, right? That is like you're like you said earlier, it's not about getting to like full sunshine and rainbows around, oh, this was the best experience of my life. Like, no, we don't have to get to that. But we can get to a place where, okay, here's what I know, right? Like here's where I went wrong, or here's what I don't want to do again. I'm gonna take that learning from it. 
And I'm also going to like send a little compassion to myself during that moment or those moments, you know, this is what I had going on. This is what I wasn't aware of. This is where my health was. This is where my support was. This was, you know, everything that was going on for me in that time. And I'm just going to like love on that past version of myself a little bit. And I'm going to take the learning. I'm like using my hands a lot, people. (laughs) It's hard on the podcast, but I'm going to take the learning and I'm going to move forward. Right. Yeah. And what I see so often is if folks are having a hard time making decisions today in their life, sometimes or so often what it is, is that they're they're still connected to past decisions that they made and they regret and they're afraid of, you know, reliving that or, you know, doing something very similar again. Right. If we can do this practice of looking at where we feel the shame, the guilt, the regret, and sending some love or compassion to that former version of ourself. And I love your analogy of like imagining that was a buddy of ours, right? And we take the learning from it. Then we can move forward and we can be decisive in our lives today. We can make the decisions that have us going towards the life that we really want to create. And for the clients that I work with, a lot of that is, well, what does my life after divorce look like? And if I feel like I messed up with decisions, either in my past relationship or decisions during divorce, then I can be stuck and not make decisions for my future. And when we're able to kind of like rewrite and come up with that story that actually serves us, then what I see is they start making tons of decisions, right? They decide, do they want a career change? Do they want to ask for, you know, a change in their co-parenting plan? Do they want to move? Do they want to, you know, stay in their house? Like all of these different things. Once we free ourselves from that weight of the past. Yeah, because, well, I, I, you can cut this if you want, but I think the listeners need to know what just happened, that your son <laughs> came in... <laughs> <laughs> and you have a rule when you're recording that there's only two reasons they can come in blood yep. or the house burning down and the smoke detector was going off. So we had to pause for a second. That was one of the things. Um, that was awesome. I like having those clear rules and yeah, so we're back and we're recording now and we're picking up right where we left off. So you can cut that out if you want. Beautiful. Thank I think, you. <laughs> yeah, I think what you, what you, what you're saying about decisions and rewriting our past, telling ourselves that, you know, yes, maybe I could have made different decisions and I'm still living. I'm still here. I made the best decision I could in that moment, whatever it frees us up to make decisions, just like you were saying. And I think it's because the pressure is off Yeah, pressure or that weight. Like I might screw up again. Yeah. When you start to learn that you can't really mess up, Life always goes on. There's always a second chance. And it kind of reminds me uh, a lot of people that want to make big life moves, like uh, working with some guys, especially during COVID and after COVID that, you know, when that happened, we really 
took a second look at our life and our day to day. And do we want to change things up? And some of the guys that I work with wanted to move. Like, can I move my family to a house where it's more conducive with the outdoor lifestyle that we want to live? Or should we buy this vacation house that is going to make memories now for our future? And the hesitancy there of, I don't want to buy the wrong house. I don't want to buy the wrong investment. I don't want to buy it the wrong time. I, Brenda and I have moved. Well, now we've been in the same house for three years, but I think there was a time where we were together for 10 years and moved six times. There's always a little hesitancy when we've moved, but I can recall the first few, there was a lot more like, I don't know if we should do this. And we made the move and you figure out that, yeah, there's things I like about it. There's things I don't like about it. And then you get to decide, do I want to stay here or do I want to move again? And we bought a place that I was really having buyer's remorse about. And we stayed there. We enjoyed our time, but there was this freedom knowing that we could move again. It's like, oh, if I don't like my life, I can just change it. And it's, I'm sure there's areas in my life where I'm blind by it, but I think that's one of them that if I don't like where I live and Brenda and I decide we don't like where we live, we'll just move. And if you don't have that experience, you can make it this make or break decision. I want to move my family, but I got to get it right this time. And that's a lot of pressure and that pressure keeps us frozen. So kind of like how you're talking about the decisions. If you made decisions in your past relationships that didn't work out right, you're going to be like, oh man, I need to make the right decision Mm -hmm. right now. If not, it could screw up the relationship. Right. And that's the part of your past that you can rewrite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what's coming to mind for me too, is this idea of like, two different approaches to life. One where you feel more of a victim of the circumstances of your life versus being a creator in your life, right? And like, if we think that we could make the wrong decision and then we would suffer just because of it and it would be out of our control, then then we're putting ourselves more into a victim kind of mentality versus if we really believe like my life is what I'm gonna create, if this doesn't go how I think it's going to go, or if this doesn't go how I want it to go, I get to create something else. Like I get to make a new choice, just very different. It's a very different approach. Yeah. And you're bringing kind of different energy to it. There's more Mm -hmm. trusting, there's more allowing. Like if I'm working with a guy and they're having issues with their kid being on their phone too much and they're holding onto that phone. And every time the dad is thinking they need to get off the phone, they have to get off the phone and they project that their kid is frying their brain and they're never going to be able to pay attention and they won't go to school and they'll fail out. And we're creating more, I guess this isn't really past-based, but we're creating this frustration in our head and we're fighting the reality that's right there. And when we try to go and control our kid, and then we're going to be like, get off your phone, get off your phone. Now you're grounded. I told you already. And 
sometimes that's the right decision to make. Sometimes their kids need to be grounded and other times, you know, we just need to connect with them and understand like, yeah, it's hard to get off your phone. I struggle with my phone sometimes and there's a different communication. And yeah, I think that it's, it's, we can always have creative different approaches. Like you said, life isn't always just teenagers suck and they're hard to deal with. And that's the truth. There's, there's, uh, I think that, I think that how we think about teenagers is just going to bring us down another rabbit hole. How <laughs> totally. society, we could do a whole episode on yeah. teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> how society thinks about teenagers is, uh, not helpful. It's unfair to teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's a good plug to have everybody go over and listen to the Durable Dad podcast. Look for his episode, upcoming episode <laughs> on teenagers. <laughs> um, and just so many other great topics that you cover over there. I feel like we could talk for a long time and just explore a lot of different topics. Um, maybe we'll have to do that again in the future. Um, but to kind of close up this wonderful conversation, I would love for you just like a recommendation for if, if someone's listening and it, and what we've been talking about resonates with them that they feel some uh, guilt or shame or regret about some past, some part of their past, what would you recommend as like a first step for them to, to change things up? I, I always like thinking about someone to look up to or a mentor or a friend and just notice who you're surrounding yourself with. Are you surrounding yourself with people that commiserate with you and tell you that your past sucked and that you messed up and blaming other people about it? Or are you surrounding yourself with that those people that are like, believing in you. And yeah, maybe the past, like you could have acted different, but you know what? You got this, you can grow and you can do that. So surround yourself with people that are lifting you up, not people that are uh, holding you down. And a couple indicators of that is like, they're somewhere in their life that you want to be. You see something in them that inspires you. And it could be an actual human being and a friend that you meet with and have coffee with, or it could just be someone that you listen to on a podcast or you read their book. Um, I'd say that would be if you're, if you're noticing signs that you want to let go of some of your past and your regret and your guilt, then seek out a mentor, seek out someone to inspire you. Awesome fabulous recommendation and yeah. a beautiful lead in because I want you to tell folks if they've been resonating with what you're talking about, what are their opportunities uh, to work with you or to be part of your community? Yeah. The, the community is open to all men. I mean, dads are who most of the guys I work with. Um, but yeah, any men it's open to guys that are married, guys that are divorced I work one-on-one, so I'm always fluctuating with a couple one-on-one spaces open. But like I mentioned earlier, uh, right now we're running a Stop Losing Your Temper course. So throughout the year, we'll have different courses that open up from time to time. So listen to the podcast. 
thedurabledad.com. You go to the website, you'll find the podcast. And we're also having weekly, bi-weekly community calls. And those are community calls for anybody. You don't have to be a client or anything like that. It's just a time, an hour on, right now it's on Wednesday nights for dudes to come together, surround themselves, kind of like the last question, surround themselves with other men that are working to be better dads and working to be better all around. And we I teach a little bit, we talk, and those are really cool, powerful calls. So go to the durabledad.com. There's a few different ways. Don't want to overwhelm you with options, but yeah, it, I, the, I just love having conversations about this stuff. So I appreciate being here and I agree. We probably could keep talking for a while. So uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Meg. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on and um, sharing your wisdom, sharing your thoughts. And it's just, it's always inspiring talking to other folks who are doing this work and working with different groups of people to know that, yeah, we're, we're all, we're all on this journey together and we're, we're taking slightly different paths, but um, yeah, there's a lot of growth available to all of us. So yeah, thank you for the good work you're doing out there, Tommy. Appreciate Thanks, you. Thanks, Meg. All right, y'all. That's all for this week. We'll see you next time. Bye now. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode. As a mom who went through divorce and had a lot of struggles, I hope this podcast makes your life a little more bearable, a little easier, a little sweeter. If you crave more support, I've got you. Jump to my website, meggluckman.com and grab my free resource called Fearless Co-Parenting a super useful video on co-parenting with less stress. Again, you can find it at Meg Gluckman, that's G-L-U-C-K-M-A-N.com. And I'll see you in the next episode of Welcome to the Other Side. Bye now.